what drug was I supposed to be using watching this episode so I would understand it? I'm sure this is brilliant if I'm on LSD. Then you just hear David Lynch in the background. It's like, oh, the drugs! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, David. (laughs) All right, everybody. Welcome to the third edition of the Get Lost podcast, where we're now missing one of our members. But I'm Ryan Hargan. I'm Keith. And I'm Dustin. I got my name right. Hooray! <laughs> you remember who you are. And this time, I think we're going to be getting lost in uh, nostalgia? Is Why not? Put it? Because we're finally all old enough to have nostalgia. <laughs> well, everything just seems to keep coming back as well. I mean, the older you get, the more your stuff that you love from childhood just comes back in new and colorful ways. I just work with so many young people that, you know, I'll say... Oh, well, the original version of this was so much better. There was an original version? <laughs> you speak blasphemy. That's what are you if talking you... about? That show was you know, new and groundbreaking. Maybe in the 80s. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's if they even remember, like, the original ones at all, as far as, like, others. Because, I mean, like, Tron came back. I don't even remember half the people that remember Tron, except for the people that actually loved Tron back in the day anyway. Yeah. I, I remember having to explain that one to like tons of people when Wait, Tron was coming out. Tron is a sequel, <laughs> which is yeah. why you know the third one never got made, and the TV show was unfortunately canceled after only one season. And the show was good. The show was awesome. Well, I mean, so was the sequel, but the show was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they actually are making the third one. They just kind of changed the direction of it and postponed it for a little bit. Which I am very happy about, because I had originally heard that it got cancelled because they didn't want it to compete with Tomorrowland. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. That, that just, it made me cry, and now it's coming back, and it's like, it, it can't come back soon enough. Yeah. And also bring back the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> that show is one of the reasons I'm in love with Mandy Moore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the hell, the, the second movie, the sequel, that when that came out, like I loved um, Olivia Wilde. Like, that that was a huge draw for me. And when they said they weren't doing the third one for a while, I was just like, are you kidding? Like, dude, come on. Like, Korra was one of the best things to be introduced to that universe, and then you just drop it with her, like, coming back into the, the normal world? That's a terrible way to end it. Yeah, not addressing any of the issues. Like, here is suddenly this person with no work history, no education <laughs> history, no social security number, nothing. No yeah. birth certificate. Not only that, but she reads books, but she's read books that are like, you know, what was it? I can't remember the book that was in the movie that she comments on. I want to say Jules Verne? Yeah, I think it might have been, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, all of her her information is severely dated. And partially fiction. I mean... (laughs) But hey, she can read, you know, digital. (laughs) That's about it. I can read binary. Yeah. (laughs) How many books are written in binary? Exactly. One, maybe zero. <laughs> Which, by the way, then you have to wonder, like, did, so was the world of Tron actually connected to the internet during that time? Because, I mean, he he built the world. The world continued to grow. But was Flynn's Arcade, like, was it really hooked up to anything outside of just Flynn's well, Arcade? computer, no, it wasn't. Because that's why they had a, you know, Flynn had to, or Flynn's son had to go in there to open it up so right. that they could get out. They yeah. weren't connected to the net. So who the put the books in there? Cora's yeah. mentor being Jeff Bridges, who had been locked in there for, what, 10, 12, 
15 years, I don't know. Yeah, like somewhere around, yeah, I think yeah. I think he was supposed to be like 25 in that movie or something, or somewhere around that age. Yeah. Yeah. So, so a little yeah, behind the times. 10 to 20 years. <laughs> Just a smidgen. <laughs> it's going to blow her mind to come out as an, what was it, ISO? Or whatever, and just all of a sudden see like iPhones and stuff wandering around. They redo it, wind up cell phones. They were gigantic bricks that you carry. (laughs) No, no, no. We have iPhones now. The hell's that iPhone? (laughs) It's just gonna wind up as a new emoji movie. That's all. (laughs) She's she's gonna try to uh, use a computer and be like, "Hey, where's the floppy drive?" (laughs) (laughs) It's like we don't use that anymore. We use uh, USB drives, like USB, and she's just like. Poking it with her finger. <laughs> Where's the dial-up modem? <laughs> I, I, we have you know actual like you know fiber optic cable now. We run it through light now. Yeah. I was in a world run by light. <laughs> <laughs> we killed each other with motorcycles that rode on light <laughs> and left trails of light <laughs> and threw discs made of light at each other. Okay, speaking of the discs, this is something I've come to realize. Those discs, they basically represent their identity. Because each disc is built in with the identification of whoever it's assigned to. Right. So disc battles is basically, I'm going to throw my brain at you. In their case, I'm going to throw my .exe at you. I'm going to throw my uh, internet history at you. That's what it is. (laughs) No wonder they die. (laughs) I forgot to delete my internet history. That's how they catch a virus in the middle of a game. (laughs) She's like, wait, wait, hold up. I'm downloading porn. Okay. One last thing to see before I die. No, you couldn't have waited five seconds. I almost had boobs. <laughs> of course, you know, 1980s, it's dial-up, so he's just in there watching line slowly come down the pictures. <laughs> it's like you throw the disc and it's just slowly going across the field. Like It's like just reloading every couple of feet. <laughs> Halfway across, it jumps like a third of the way back. <laughs> then jumps forward. Then suddenly the disc disappears. Mom, get off the phone! I'm in the middle of a disc war! <laughs> See, that's why they need Tron, though. Kids don't understand this stuff. They don't understand the nightmare of you know, opening the gates of hell to get onto the internet. <laughs> I-, I always thought that dial-up sound sounded like, you know, an old 8-bit space shooter game. So, I would entertain myself while waiting for it to connect to the internet by picturing myself playing Galaga or something. <laughs> I kind of just thought it was just torturing digital animals or something. <laughs> I always liked it that, uh, I think it was in the Muppets, I think the first of the new Muppet movies, which, again, speaking of another thing that came back, but uh, the first of the new Muppets movie had the little 80s robot that was with him. It was, like, driving the car, and at one point it tried to connect to the internet and started doing the 56K motor noise. Yeah! <laughs> I always thought that was, like, a wonderful joke. <laughs> One again that kids today won't won't have any idea what it was. Nope. <laughs> My brother-in-law has said that uh, if he were single again, he would try to guess his date's age by showing her a VHS tape and asking, "Do you know what this is?" <laughs> Go even farther. You're like, "What's this?" Like, "Oh, that's a Betamax. Get out of my house." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> Your phone's ringtone is like the dial-up connecting noise. Your Tinder account's at 25. <laughs> I'm going to play you a sound, and if you get it right, I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> that reminds me, I saw a video of a guy, you know, takes his phone, starts playing Nirvana, smells like teen spirit, or something like that, or 
a Nirvana song because this girl has a Nirvana t-shirt. He's like, do you know who played this song? And she just sits there for like a minute or two like, no. You're wearing the band's shirt. <laughs> Why are you wearing the band's shirt if you don't know who the hell they are? People like logos. Mm-hmm. I, dude, people like logos. That's, that's, that's the one reason for everything. Well, this was just like a picture of their, you know, Envy, or one of their CDs. I can't remember which cover it was. Is it the one with the baby? Is the one say, with the angel in utero? I don't know if it was in utero or the one with the baby. That's, I like, can't remember that. Yeah. It's all we get, the more I forget, like, the names of albums that I used to know by heart. Well, don't worry. As we've said on this podcast, everything will be brought around again. So As, they'll yeah. re-release that album completely redone with, you know, like, electronic dubstep or something. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure if you look for it now, it's just part of the Now CDs. <laughs> it's like everything that you ever loved from from growing up is now now. <laughs> Those god awful TV commercials. Yeah. What's hip? Oh, now ninety two edition. Uh. <laughs> if you really look for it too, like if you really want to hurt yourself, like look for smells like Teen Spirit on Now Kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure they have it. I'm sure they do. And I'm sure they changed the name to something creepy. <laughs> er. <laughs> Speaking of creepy, I just I was flipping through the channels and I found Batman vs. Superman, not realizing I was watching it on HBO, the Spanish version. <laughs> Batman's growly voice in Spanish sounds super evil. Donde es Bato? Batman in Spanish is apparently El Batman. <laughs> El Batman. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know what the good news is? Both of their mothers still name Martha. <laughs> or, at least, it, it might be changed. It might come out as Marta, but, yeah. Maria. <laughs> <Not> Maria. <laughs> Por que Maria? <laughs> but, yeah, most of the stuff they bring back is absolute trash, but occasionally they do get it right. Like mm-hmm. we were just discussing before we started, uh, Netflix bringing back Voltron. That is one of my favorite things right now. Granted, I'm biased because the leader of Voltron is named Keith, but <laughs> that is just it. I love that show. I don't know. I'm just watching that show, and all I can think of, I'm the leg. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm the head. No, you literally just said, I'm a leg in the last time you formed Voltron. <laughs> but I don't remember that all the time. Yeah. I always thought it was kind of weird because I mean the the new Voltron show. I guess Voltron always did it. I just never... I, I, I didn't watch Voltron as a kid, so I, I watched, like... I think I saw the... What was the cat one? Thundercats. Yeah. I watched Thundercats, and I watched, like, He-Man, that kind of stuff, but I think I missed Voltron. The thing that I always wondered about Voltron is, like, so there are individual cats that come together, but there are, you know, like, one is a leg, one is a leg, and their cockpits are still in the cat that they're particularly and it like doesn't it didn't do the old ranger thing where it moved them all to like a chest position no and i always thought that was kind of weird and then the new rangers movie did the exact same thing where all of their cockpits didn't come together they just kept them like on the individual part that they were which is kind of weird to do for the power rangers because it was kind of a staple that they were part of a yeah a central one for them but at the same time when they come together 
Like, when you watch the lions come together, there's no way for them to leave their line and get to the other. Oh, yeah, no. I, yeah, so it kind of yeah. makes sense for that. Right, yeah. I'm not saying that they should. I'm just saying that I've always thought it would be kind of weird to pilot one of those. Like, if you were actually sitting in a foot. Because, like, the moment they're like, kick it. And it's, yeah. <laughs> like, well, G, G-forces are just flipping you everywhere. Kick. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like, you know, it shows them each in their cockpits and their own lion and... You know, they're each still manning the controls. Like, does each person control an individual limb while they're in Voltron form? Yeah, yeah, pretty it's much. Like playing what's that game, Manual Samuel or something? <laughs> yeah, Everyone we controls a, a different limb. Yeah, and it's surprisingly hard to just even crawl in that game. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I imagine it would be like incredibly disorienting for the people in the limbs. Because be like, I'm gonna go kick something. The guy in the foot is like, wait, wait, I'm getting motion sick. Yeah, like don't do it now. I can't, I can't breathe. <laughs> like kicks it again, the wind just gets knocked out of him. He just passes out. Like the leg starts dragging behind him, and it's like all of a sudden the character from uh, like my left foot dragging behind the, the Voltron thing. <laughs> and you know, whoever is the head, he's just kind of sitting there like, okay, left arm, you do this. Right arm, you do that. I just sit here. I don't actually control anything. Yeah. Right arm, use this weapon. I can't. The last punch dislocated my shoulder. <laughs> I can't reach the button. Yeah. Thankfully, Screw Attack pointed out that Voltron could defeat the Megazord in a fight, so I am very happy about that. Well, I'm a big Power Rangers fan, so I'm going to say I wasn't happy about that. <laughs> Eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Which, side note. Why is eat a dick offensive, but go eat a pussy isn't? This is a discussion we were having at work the other day. I don't know. Eat a dick is offensive. Eat a pussy, that just sounds like good times. (laughs) I I was just curious for your guys' take on it. I asked my wife and she said, maybe because when you tell someone to eat a dick, there's a chance they'll choke on it? I don't know. I just I just figured that nobody would really want a plate of either genitalia cooked up in front of them. I, it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even if you did it, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they they put it on that. Uh, what is it? The the show uh, the show about fear, where people got to do things. Fear factor. Like, yeah, fear factor. They're, I mean, they eat you know like bull dicks that are like cooked up and boiled for them. Like nobody finds that appealing. I'm guessing that's what it is. No one finds that appealing. The town I used to live in would have a annual festival, the Testicle Festival. You could buy t-shirts that said, I had a ball at the Testicle Festival. Did your town eat yes. lots of texts? Okay. Yes. Okay. That's kind of a shame. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does not sound like an appealing afternoon, to be honest. <laughs> well, apparently it was enough that they had this for several years going on, and well, you know, what else is there to do when you live in a desert that has been turned into farmland? Eat anything other than testicles. That's, I mean, you could literally have, like, cactus night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with cactus night, you can't sit there and get fake blood, spray on your crotch, and run around going, Oh, God, oh, God, I'm missing one. <laughs> seeing how people react. Has anyone seen Lefty? I, I got drunk and passed out, and suddenly he's missing. Anyone? Oh, my God, what are you eating? <laughs> I think we should probably turn this conversation back a little bit, because it's only episode three. I'm not saying it's a bad conversation, but it could be an odd one for the crowds to uh, partake in. Just a wee bit. 
It says the explicit tag, right? It does. It does indeed. So, so we're safe. <laughs> but we, if we ever wanted sponsors, <laughs> we don't don't go to episode three. <laughs> yes, please. Hey, Blueapron.com. <laughs> Seven meals for a week, eat a dick. <laughs> eat a dick is only two of the meals that week. Masterly crafted dick sandwiches. We have the new spotted dick. It's not the British version. <laughs> oh, man. That would be an awkward uh, Blue Apron package, to be honest. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody would be able to deal with that one. It just shows up in the mail. It's like, well, what'd you bring me today? Oh, I brought you dicks. <laughs> I've got your new Blue Apron package. It's a dick in a box. It's my dick in a box. <laughs> yeah, but like getting back on track, though, I will say like with a lot of the shows and stuff like that that we've been talking about, some are good, some are bad. Lately, we had some pretty good ones show up, like you were saying with Voltron. Mm-hmm. Then we also had uh, DuckTales. Yep. Uh, Dustin was a huge proponent of showing that one to me, which turned out to be really good. Yeah, I haven't checked that one out yet. It's yeah, good. They went with the, uh, if, it's don't bro- or if it ain't broke, don't fix it with the theme song. Mm-hmm. Just kind of new artists sit there and sing, or sing it. Otherwise, still the same. Yeah. What, you mean they didn't use the exact original recording of the theme song? Nope. They're ruining my childhood. <laughs> Actually, I was quite pleased with the, the yeah. new version of it. Compared to the actual ruining of my childhood, which can be stuff like Transformers. Yeah. Which is funny, because like, I don't like those movies, but I like those movies. Like It's a, it's a terrible way to say it. It's almost like uh, people that love Fast and Furious, but also hate Fast and Furious. Um... Because, I mean, you know exactly what you're going in for. Yeah. Like, there's there's no question at this point. I think it's like six movies into it. Mm. You know what you're getting from it. Like, it falls into that, it's so bad, it's good. Yeah. Which it, it, You don't enjoy it because it's good. You enjoy it because it's a train wreck and you just can't stop watching it. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of testicles, that's about where I pulled eject on the second movie. When the, <laughs> yeah. when the Constructicon or whatever got out there with the uh, hanging balls from it. When, you, yeah. you didn't want to stop at the uh, explicitly racist ones that showed up earlier in the movie. <laughs> I, I thought maybe it could get better. <laughs> yeah, they died a quick, painful death right off the bat. Well, you know, they killed the racial stereotype in the previous one. Which was... Was that jazz? Jazz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think the ones in the second one that were a little, little bit more in your face about it. And then the little robot humping the girl's leg. Oh, yeah, that's just. Uh, but I was I was telling wrong with I was telling <laughs> Dustin though, like an, an equally difference though is um, if you've seen have you seen the new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies? Not yet. See those surprisingly decent, and I'll tell you why because they're not perfect by any means. Like you watch it and they're not. I mean they have uh, what's her name from Transformers actually as April O'Neil. Uh, Meg, is it Megan, Megan Fox? Megan Fox, yeah. Who is not, by any means, a good April deal. But, the Turtles actually have, like, qualities from the cartoon, and, like, the movies actually come off, like, a little bit over the top, which makes it more of, like, a cartoony kind of movie. Like, you know, at the end of the first one, they have a big giant battle with Shredder, and it's, like, on top of this, like, building, and Shredder's actually doing, like, crazy stuff. Like, he's, like, loaded down with, like, knives that fire out and magnet back and stuff. 
He looks like the Iron Throne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But and then in the second one, they went and they got Krang for it, which was fantastic. Like he actually looks like Krang by the end of the movie. He's like, you know, the little pink. I, I was thing. very curious about the second one because I saw they brought back Bebop and Rocksteady. That was another thing I was going to say. Uh, Bebop and Rocksteady are absolutely perfect. Like great additions to the movie. Like the the two guys that played them when they you know when they later get turned into them or whatever they come out like absolutely perfect for the character compared to you know a lot of other movies that try to do the same thing come off like terrible. At least with the the Turtles movies, they appear to understand where they're coming from, which is a cartoon. I'd yeah. like to say uh, the second Amazing Spider-Man where they're like, hey, we're going to have Rhino. He's just going to be at the very end for about 30 seconds. Yeah, which is really sad because he's actually a great character. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you have the a great character. everyone was looking forward to from the trailer. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, wait, I think I saw more of him in the trailer than I did the movie. Yeah. And you... They literally had black. him at the beginning and then at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And then you cut the black right at the beginning of the fight. Yeah. Which I think I also heard that on like one of the more recent Transformers movies in the trailer they show Optimus Prime riding on the back of a Dinobot and everyone thinks, Oh, that's gonna be awesome in the movie and then it's hardly in there. Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. I mean at least in the I think it's the one before this I can't remember him anymore. The first they all just Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, they 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 all just kind of. I, I believe that's the one where they go to China, right? Yeah. Yes, and that one where they actually do introduce Grimlock and the the other Dinobots. Like it's actually cool. Like Optimus literally does come riding in on the back of them with like the sword rays and that kind of stuff, and then immediately gets off of them, and then you just see the Dinobots in the background like fighting every now and then. Like, hey yeah. guys, we're here too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, alright, you're watching, you know, I'm just them fight, and then one of the Dinobots shows up, and then immediately he's after, like, destroying something. Yeah. It's like, I'd rather watch them. <laughs> well, so long as the ratio of robot fighting to teenage melodrama, you know, tips more in the favor of robot fighting than it did in the previous movies, that would make me happy. It did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it turned a little bit more to uh, Mark Wahlberg and like his immediate family versus like Wh- Sam Witwicky that was like always having marriage problems and somehow having to deal with the Transformers at the same time. Yeah. There's a so reason that the Transformers seem to care that Shia LaBeouf is gone. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they had, they actually do have a throwback in the newer one to it, but they do it in like a really great and funny way. Still doesn't make it a good movie. It's still an absolutely terrible movie. <laughs> they even added Anthony Hopkins, who tries very hard to add some gravitas to that movie and just does not succeed. Like oh, Anthony, no. <laughs> well, Next thing you know, they're going to bring Patrick Stewart into it. <laughs> I mean, luckily they can't get Al Pacino because he's just gone off the the bandwagon at this point. They just need to go. Full Same with Robert De Niro. He'll say, say hello to my little friend. And it'll be the little Transformer that turns into a cassette tape. Yeah. <laughs> Soundbite or something. That immediately turns around to Al Pacino. He's like, I don't know where I am. Get me off the set. <laughs> I'm a cassette tape. This is 2017. What's going on? <laughs> I actually tried to play the little cassette tape Transformer in a tape deck once. It didn't work. <laughs> I, I had to pay to fix that guy's car. 
Was it an actual? I mean, it wasn't an actual tape, there. Right? It was the actual transformer. It was the transformer in. in tape form that I put into the tape deck. That's such a shameful thing to do. Kim. <laughs> 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 that was so, that was somebody's car and their music. <laughs> you stole that from them. <laughs> it was only the tape deck part that was broken. Who needs a tape deck anymore? That guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's misleading. It's like, you know, Play-Doh when we were kids. They'd give you the McDonald's playset so you can, you know, make a little Play-Doh cheeseburger. Of course a kid's going to eat that. But you're not supposed to. It just tastes like salt, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So how is that different than a regular McDonald's burger? How is that any different from a, a kid eating dirt? They're just going to eat dirt anyway. <laughs> My brother got me to eat rocks. He told me they were Lucky Charms marshmallows. I'm sure they sounded like gold when they came out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking of like Corey. All that wonderful fiber. Parents are just like, Keith, you okay? Ting, 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 ting. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing fine. Ting, ting, ting. <laughs> yeah, no. Speaking of, like, old TV shows that are being brought back that are bad, Powerpuff Girls was horrible. Was it? They yeah. That back. Like, the first one had a, you know, the villains were awesome, like Mojo Jojo. Yeah. The Powerpuff Girls actually, you know, they were an empowering character. They went around fighting and saving the universe. Right. Yeah, the new one, it was just how many meme references can we fit in here? Let's water down, you know, the villains so they're not really doing anything actually bad. The only time, like, Mojo Jojo was actually acting like Mojo Jojo was when they had the crossover with Teen Titans Go. Right. Where he was like, oh wait, he's actually being a villain. <laughs> he's actually doing something. He's basically kicking ass doing it. I mean, did they have anybody from the original show even come back for... Nah. No? Like, tell me they didn't have any of the same writers or creators? I mean, nah. that's when you usually wind so. up with something terrible. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think... Didn't the creators come back for... Uh, Samurai 1? Samurai Jack? Yeah. Yeah, Gimme Tartakovsky or whatever. Yeah, they yeah. had the creators come back for that one and the, yeah. and the actual writers for it, yeah. And the voice actors. Yeah. Well, most of them. Yeah. I think the guy who did Aku had passed away or Ak- something. Aku. <laughs> yeah, so they had a new guy doing that. Oh, hello, Jack. Aku. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, yeah, they the guy who did the artwork, Gandhi, was also the guy who created and wrote it. So yeah. Well, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he also do the Powerpuff Girls? Yeah, yeah, because he was doing like he all the original, shows back yeah. then. Yeah, 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 doing that and Dexter's Lab and stuff. And that, I mean, that's usually the problem too. Is like when you have create. Well, sometimes it's a problem. Sometimes it's a problem when you have creators miss out. Other times, like we talked about last time, Ridley Scott could have probably skipped yeah. his last couple of projects. But yeah, I mean, most of the time it's a problem if you're if you're going to revamp something, especially like a kids show that's got a very defined. Well, you know, that was also the thing with Samurai Jack. When we watched it when we were young, it was a kid show. Right. It had a little bit of a mature theme to it, but when they brought it back, they went, everybody who watches is now an adult. We're going full, you know, adult with this. Yeah, which is definitely what they should have done. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know. So that, you know, it worked. Whereas, you know, Powerful Girls, it was, we're just going to kind of re, 
booted, and then now we're just going to make it for the current generation and just forget everything from the previous yeah. you know, series. It's like, like, hey, all you people who grew up on Powerpuff Girls, now your kids can do the exact same thing with the knockoff version. Yeah. What? This is not even like the good knockoff version. This is just like, you know... This is like store brand Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Yeah, this is just like... This is the knockoff of a knockoff of a knockoff. <laughs> Well, that that was like a that was a big problem with the um, the Power Rangers movie, the newest one that came out. Because like I was again, I'm a huge Power Rangers fan, so I was really excited about it, and I was hoping that they, you know, they were going to honor the original one because that's what they were talking about. They're talking about coming back with like Jason, Trini, all of them, and I was like, cool, man. Like, all right, they're going to do the original team up. You know, they'll update like the suits and the Zords and that kind of stuff. And then you sit down and watch the movie, and like. They got some of the character stuff really done right because, like, it was interesting where the team was at. But then the rest of the stuff, like, they dropped the ball in the costumes. Like, the costumes came out, like, the uh, the Green Goblin from the first Spider-Man movie. Like, not as terrible, actually. <laughs> but right up there with, like... I, I got something about the Green Goblin thing yeah. to but, talk about after this. But, yeah, like, as bad as you could get. Because they were all, like, sparkly suits, and they added, like, all this weird stuff to it. And that's, whatever, that's beyond the point. Because then you get to the Zords. And then you just felt like, alright, I'm done. Like, I'm out. Because, <laughs> like, at one point, you know, like, in the original show, they had, you know, all the Zords were supposed to be modeled after, like, things that were powerful on Earth. Not really around the same time, because some of them were... Totally not even close to each other. Yeah, a woolly mammoth with was not in the same time yeah. period as a pterodactyl. Not hanging out yeah. with a T Rex. Yeah, the woolly mammoth wasn't hanging out with T Rexes too. Yeah, but you know, to, you had you had the Zords, and they they were what they were, but they were identifiable. Like that was the big thing for me was they were identifiable. If you looked at them, each one looked different. Each one looked like whatever they were supposed to do. You could you could see them if they were on a battlefield. You'd be like, oh look, there goes the Mastodon. And the new one, like, there's a point where if you really look at the Mastodon one, it's got, like, six legs. And, like, somebody asked the director about it later, and they are like, why did you add, like, extra legs to these things? And he was like, well, he was like, we're trying to do an homage to the original one, and we're trying to show that the Zords showed up at this particular time period, and that they were trying to model themselves after the creatures, but they were also you know, alien things. And, like, I really wish the reporter had just been like, yeah, that's not the point, though. Like, the the point is to not have all of them look exactly the same and to look totally, different. you know, different than what they were supposed to be. Like, that's something I like about uh, this new Voltron cartoon is, yeah, they're each, you know, lions, but each lion is, you know, each very distinguishable from the other ones. It's like, yeah. even if you watch it without color... Oh, the one with the shield on its back. That's the yeah. green lion. You know, the really bulky looking one. That's the yellow lion. Right. Yeah, they somehow managed to incorporate characteristics and personality into the design. Right. Although with Voltron, Lego has this program where people can sit there and submit ideas and drawings for new Lego sets. And they'll, like, vote for them, and eventually they'll, some of them will get made. Yeah, they... One of the ones that won is the original, like, Voltron, you know, set. So it was like, alright, Lego is going to be making, build your own lions that will combine together to make Voltron. Like, I want that Lego set. 
And like most Lego sets, a couple of the very key parts will be missing, so you'll just have to scrap the entire project and build something else entirely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is not a bad thing, but it's like, if I'm going to be building this spaceship, it says on the box, please include all the wings. Yeah. Well, those are really expensive, too, by the way. Yeah. Just so you know. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Because I bought, I think, the Ghostbusters one a while ago. It's pretty expensive. Yeah. But it looks nice. Ultron, and then the next batch that comes out, they actually have the light cycle from the second Tron movie. Nice. Yeah, I know they did the uh, the Jurassic Park red and like, gray uh, Jeep or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That was really cool. Speaking of reboots that didn't work that well, Jurassic World. <clears throat> didn't <clears throat> like it? <sighs> <laughs> it it was okay. It was better than two and three, but this is true. That's yeah. not saying a whole lot. <laughs> I'll tell you my problem. I'll just I'll make this clear on this podcast right now. My biggest problem with anything that gets brought back or updated or changed is if you add a kid to that movie, it's probably going to be awful. With the exception of the original Jurassic Park movie, which was great with the kids because yeah. they they worked them in, they had them useful. For particular reasons or thematic reasons for the movie, but for the most part, yeah, when you add a kid to a movie, it's probably going to be terrible. Yeah, and then they had to add the whole thing of, oh, our parents are getting a divorce. We yeah. have to include that because reasons. Yeah, yeah. This Absol- kid has some sort of mental handicap. We have to include that because reasons. Yeah, absolutely doesn't apply to anything in the movie either. It's yeah. like the divorce never saves a kid. <laughs> yeah, it's just. It's thrown in there and comes from way out of left field. Oh, it's to make you at the end feel really good because the whole family gets back together yeah. for probably like a couple of weeks and then mom and dad start fighting again and then they leave each other. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, hey, at least with the next one we'll have you, Ian, back. Oh, yeah, he's supposed to be coming back for it. Yeah, Goldblum's coming back for the second one. I, I totally thought that the guy they had in there who was training all the raptors... I thought that should have been the kid from the first Jurassic Park movie all grown up. That would have been a great idea. Yeah. But that kid's probably pissing himself, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was, he was shocked. <laughs> he was blown off a fence. <laughs> yeah. He'd have the most experience in dealing with raptors. Why wouldn't they call him in on the project like Probably because he crapped his pants when he saw one. Yeah. These things tried to eat me 18 times when I was like 10 years old. <laughs> oh god, oh god, get them away from me. It's immediately followed by, well, we also have a T-Rex. Like, I'm sorry, you have a what? You have a thing that tried to eat me? for? <laughs> no, at that point, you just hear him run screaming out of the building and dive into the lake with the new giant swimming crocodile and just be like, for the love of God, just eat me already. Yeah, it seemed, like, really dangerous in that movie, too. Like, I don't, maybe i got to go back and look, but it looked like uh, at the very end when the T-Rex, like, went like, over yeah. the thing. Or not the T-Rex, but... No, it was a T-Rex, right? No, it was, um... Oh, the yeah, the weird dinosaur. Yeah. Rex. Yeah. yeah, so when that one goes over, I think, doesn't it like just like fall into the area with the pool and then winds up getting eaten? Which no, I thought the, was weird. Then he comes near, out. It was nearby the tank with that thing, and it just pops over the side and eats it. Oh, okay. Which you would think, um, it's people just, can walk yeah. around the side. Why the yeah. hell hasn't this thing come out and eaten like a dozen people in the bite? That's, that's what I was getting at. It's like super dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> Well, not only that, but those little rolly balls they got for people to ride around the dinosaurs in. Yeah. You ride amongst a pack of brontosaurus or brachiosaurus or whatever the hell they decided to change the name to now, you're a soccer ball. Yeah. 
You're not even that. They just step down and don't see you, and it's like, oh, well, there goes another one. And how has no one gotten pooped on out there? Those Ball 14 <laughs> is stuck. <laughs> You're going to need a really big shovel. <laughs> it's not my turn to clean that one. I also liked it, like, because they, I think they, they said at some point in that movie that they were like, oh, well, he's just killing for sport, or like, not even for, I think it was just for sport, right? They were like, yeah, he's just killing to kill. And then it's like, well, yeah, the audience already realized that when yeah. he could have just left the two kids in a ball behind and gone and killed, like, eight dinosaurs, but instead he was like, I'm just going to keep fucking with this until I crack through and eat them. I'm like, eh. I'm going to go for the really hard thing versus the eight easy-to-kill things over there yeah. because reasons. So it's basically like they combined a dinosaur with a cat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I should go and chase with chase those other mice over there, but I'm going to play with this one for a while. Yeah. I'm going to kill it immediately. I, the thing, the other thing that I always thought was weird with those movies is they always try to act like the military would want to, like, militarize dinosaurs, but I'm not really sure about you guys, but, like, it just seems like a really stupid idea to me for the we military have to have to, like, feed, <laughs> yeah. to routinely feed large animals and not only that, but, like, if one of those got into, like, a town, they, like, turn the corner and someone shoots an RPG at it, like, it's gonna have a problem. <laughs> yeah. We could have drones, or we can sit there and somehow strap a missile to a pterodactyl and let it fly around. Yeah, we're gonna go with the pterodactyl. It's more intimidating. And completely unreliable. Yeah. It just flies. pterodactyl. No, they're, they're over there. Yeah. That way, to the left. It just goes the around. pterodactyl wrong. just bombed the Vatican. <laughs> It was supposed to sit there and go to Syria, but it just said, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> really wanted to poop on the guy with the pointy hat? They find its roost later, it's just got like thousands of bombs in it. Pterodactyl <laughs> <laughs> has been stockpiling and is now a dinosaur warlord. Yeah. At the same time, it's stupid, so it's just sitting on top of all of them, like yeah. banging its head into them. <laughs> Why won't you hatch? <laughs> I'd watch that movie. <laughs> yes, a small section of Eastern Europe is now being controlled by a ruthless pterodactyl dictator. <laughs> he just bangs his head on a bomb all day long, <laughs> and occasionally gets pissed off and throws it out the nest. There goes another village. <laughs> but no one wants to try and take those away from him. He can live however he wants. <laughs> We're pretty sure some of them might be you know, weaponized nukes. We don't know. Yeah, um... He's now on the UN Council. <laughs> By the way, it's our fault he has those in the first place. Whoops. <laughs> well, yeah, like, overall, I think we can all agree that at least it's better that they went with Jurassic World versus the original one, which would have made it for a very good schlocky B-movie, uh, which is they wanted to, like, actually militarize the dinosaurs to the point where, like, <laughs> you would have raptors running around with guns. Chasing Nothing people like a raptor with a minigun strapped to its side to say, <laughs> holy shit, it's going to run me down and eat me, or it's just going to shoot me. I don't know which. Oh, well, God. Be the like, world is ending. Know, you're making a Turok movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, I might also watch that. We still haven't gotten sharks with freaking laser beams yet. You could call it Rapto. Rapto. <laughs> he came back from Jurassic World, changed Rapto. <laughs> He's a raptor who plays by his own rules. <laughs> just see it out there using his claw to sit there and carve a little steak to make a punchy pit. It's just like, why are you doing that? You have a freaking claw. <laughs> Your mouth is a punchy pit. 
and he sit there and stab people with this. You, you got claws in your hand and your feet, and you got gigantic daggers in your mouth. You don't need more weapons. Yeah. Gotta scrounge in the jungle for food so I can survive while waiting to set up my trap. Just go into that village. Everyone you're fighting against is food for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, alright. So, I will say one thing real quick on Jurassic World. And this is something that bothers me when they update movies and stuff. Like, because a lot of people had the same problem with, um, what was, uh, uh with Star Wars, the, the, uh, Force Awakens. Um, people felt that, you know, like, too much of the original movies were getting reused, like, the ideas anyway. Yeah. Um, and if you really wanted to argue about a movie, at least the Force Awakens tried to do it in semi-different ways. You know, like, you still had something that resembled the Death Star. You still had the trench run. You still had that kind of stuff. But for the most part, a lot of the rest of the movie was pretty different. Yeah. Jurassic World literally had one of its biggest parts of the movie grabbed straight from the original Jurassic Park, which was the girl standing in front of the door with the flare waving the T-Rex on. And it's like, I get it. Like, it's a good, it's a good easy way to get the T-Rex to come, but it also just seemed really lazy for that to be the, you know. I was just wondering how the hell she didn't get eaten because she just stood there for way too long. Yeah. And you can't outrun a T-Rex in high heels. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially because the one in the first movie was chasing after a Jeep at, like, full speed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Which is another thing they reused from the first movie, the bloody oh, yeah. Jeeps. Yeah. Yeah. Which, if those have been sitting there that long, there's no way some little kid is going to come along, tinker with it for maybe ten minutes and get it We got start. the battery charge. I, I don't care. The fluid for the transmission has been sitting there, and by the way, the gas in the tank is bad. It can't be used. <laughs> I'm sure you all didn't bother to bring a jerry can full of fresh gas to use. Well, no, they had to. They had to do that for that awesome scene. Yeah, which is the two guards on top of the tower going, "What is that? <laughs> oh man, it's the original Jeep." <laughs> you know, we still had those. Ah, <laughs> oh, that brings me back to some good old days. <laughs> the original park where everyone got eaten. I sure hope that doesn't happen here. <laughs> yeah, oh. that's when they announced the sequel for Jurassic World. I was like. I get it, guys. Like, you really want to keep these series going. I do, too, because I like dinosaurs. But at the same time, you can't keep opening parks. Like, <laughs> yeah. at, at some point, someone on the board has to be the guy that's just like, we can't do this anymore. It's we too much money. <laughs> so, it went how many bad. people are we going to let die this time before we reconsider? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we opened a park up. Shit went real bad with that one. We decided, let's open one up in L.A. or San Diego, wherever it was. We just let a T-Rex run through a major U.S. city, and oh, God, we're opening a third one? <laughs> and people got eaten again. Yeah, let's open a fourth one. Why the hell did y'all keep going after the second incident, much less the first? <laughs> well, I mean, that's I can't wait for the sequel, because I really hope they announce it, and I really hope they go back to like another island that's like exactly out of the last one where they're like, oh, this is the one where they bred the animals. Yeah. It's like, well, see, like the second one? <laughs> with Jurassic World, they went back to the very first island. Yeah. This next one, they're going to be going back to that second island yeah. they had from Lost World. Yeah, for the, yeah. the one that they bred the animals on. Yeah. And they're, and they're going to reuse all of it because they're going to reuse all that stuff to breed the animals on that island. <laughs> this is our new park. Don't go out of this small area because we got... A shit ton of raptors running loose. There's a, a bunch of giant carnivorous dinosaurs as well. Some flying 
terror bird. So, um, yeah. Just stay in this domed area. Well, to try and get this away from being the Jurassic Park podcast. <laughs> um, We've done a good, like, 10, 15 minutes on it. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone watched the Twin Peaks, The Return? No. I have not. Uh, that is something where they not good. brought back one of the original people. I mean, David Lynch, creator of the series. I'm sure he's brilliant, but the man is batshit insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean... One he, of his best parts was playing the uh, crazy barkeep on the Cleveland show. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole original series was great for, at, for its time. It was very quirky, brilliantly done. And now they have the return, which, you know, close to brilliantly timed because one of the last lines in the original series was, I'll see you again in 25 years, <laughs> which 25 years later they have the return and, you know, all the commercials leading up to it, it's happening again. It has almost nothing to do with the original series. Oh, really? I mean, it doesn't help that quite a few of the actors from the original series are dead. Yeah. I mean, the main villain was kind of this entity that can hop around and possess people. The actor who played him was dead, so they can only use his image. And this... I'm not entirely certain what's happening so far. It, I'm on episode 13 of an 18-part miniseries, and I still have no idea what in the hell I just watched. Yeah. That sounds like David Lynch, though. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, you, you watch it, and it's like, okay, how much of this is actually important, and how much of it is they're just dicking around to kill time? Yeah. Like, that or, um, what drug was I supposed to be using watching this episode so I would understand it? I'm sure this is brilliant if I'm on LSD. Then you just hear David Lynch in the background, it's like, oh, the drugs! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to sit there and, you know... Take a joint, put some meth and LS and dip it in and some LSD, and there you go. Have your you understand the show now. <laughs> it's like have yourself a Jeffrey. Jeffrey. <laughs> I mean, you gotta be like uh, the old man from the Fringe series. Who yeah. wants some LSD? I love LSD. <laughs> of course you do, you crazy old coot. But yeah, there's an entire episode where they go back to nuclear testing in the New Mexico desert for some reason. I guess it has to do with what's going on. I don't know. It just, it looked like some student film. Yeah. It was all done in like black and white and very jumpy edits where it's like, you know, people will be standing in one section and then they're cut to another section and then back to the first section. And I, I picture it should be set to like Pink Floyd or something. <laughs> I just, I'm waiting for all this to pay off and I'm not sure it's going to so not one of the best re returns of a show yeah yeah but not entirely to be ex unexpected I mean I think people expect a lot out of their shows too that come back sometimes like only rarely does it really work when a show ultimately comes back years later like yeah, Family Guy was a perfect example of something that got fired for a while and then came back. It's not great now that it's had like 12 or 13 years on the air, but still, when when it originally came back, it, it wasn't very much like the original one anyway. They had changed up art styles and 
you know, like characters changed and, you know, that was okay, but sometimes you get other shows like Twin Peaks and stuff that I think people expected a lot out of David Lynch to make some grand show again, and like you said, it might have just been a show for its time period. Yeah, and like at when, the very least, just have it tie into the original. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, the same thing happened with Futurama. Futurama yeah. was in because they did the movies, and the movies were kind of fun, but that was because you had most of the cast and the writing staff come back. You pretty much had everybody come back. Yeah, but then you had then you had the series that followed that, and there were a couple of seasons that were just straight out of like the Family Guy Simpsons playbook, which was. You know, like at one point they had the Susan Boyle episode yeah. where they ended up talking about like the iPhone and stuff like that. And it's like, dude, I, I get it. You want to talk about current events, but sometimes the reason people like your show is because you're riffing on sci like sci-fi from before and not doing the pop culture references that date the show later. And you know. Yeah, most of it was, basically the entire premise of the show was just, yeah, you're a thousand years in the future. You're technically in the future, but shit's still the same. Yeah. You're always going to be dealing with the same stuff. It doesn't matter how far in the future you go. It's, you're going to be dealing with the same bullshit. Yeah. It's like, all right, yeah, you're from the year 1999. Uh-huh, it's now 2999. Yeah, you can fit in. Yeah. <laughs> Technology might have changed, but you're going to be still dealing with the same bullshit at your job. Yeah, like cultural living ideas. Not necessarily like the actual ideas from today, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I thought another well, one that they blatantly just kind of like put out there was when they did the uh, the Bender Overclocking episode. Yeah. And they did like, it was supposed to be like an Xbox or something that they were playing. And I was just like, just call it something different. Just make it something different in general. Like that's the whole show is about when it first started was... You could have like differences that were kind of the same. You didn't have to market directly to one thing, you know. Yeah, but Futurama did do us awesome episodes like Jurassic Park. Yeah, which is again from the original run of the series before yeah. it came back. Yeah, yeah, but the new series gave us the one with Bender as you know a young Bender oh, yeah. or baby Bender. Yeah, when he was um, being made in Hermes was Inspector number what, yeah. three or something. Yeah, but that again, that was another episode that didn't focus on something. Current events, yeah, yeah, current event stuff. That was a very character-driven episode, which is what they used to do during the original yeah. ones. Have very character-driven stuff. Um, at least that's my opinion. Anyway, I still like it. I still own the whole series. It's just yeah, you know. And all this talk of terrible remakes and returns and everything. This is why I don't want them to try and bring back Firefly. I love the show. Serenity was great. Yeah. It tied up most of the loose ends. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them to try and revive the show because, well, first of all, you run the risk of it being like Jericho or Dollhouse, where everyone made this huge campaign to bring it back. They got it back on the air, and no one watched it. Yeah. Or it'll be like Twin Peaks, where they'll bring it back, and it'll have absolutely nothing to do with the original series. It'll have none of its charm. Yeah. And it'll just be a shambling corpse of what it once was. Yeah. I I go back to... There was a magazine I used to read, EGM. I loved that magazine, but then they went out of business. Oh, yeah, the old uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Sean Baby's Rest of the Crap at the end of the magazine. That was my favorite part. And... You know, went out of business, 
They were gone for several months, and then they brought it back, and it was literally called the zombie issue. Yeah. Because that is exactly what it was. It was the shambling undead corpse of the magazine. It may look like the thing you once knew, but it's not. Don't try to interact with it, or it will eat your brains. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that is just a problem more and more these days with a lot of companies anyway. In general, like, I don't know if you guys follow a lot of YouTube stuff or anything like that, but SourceFed um, went out of business and essentially got sold to another company. And then the newer company fired everyone from SourceFed and then tried to keep SourceFed Nerd going on their own channel, but, like, with different people and stuff like that. And... The whole community was like, well, this isn't going to work. Like, the reason people watch this is because they're watching their favorite, you know, personas and stuff like that on there. There's no reason to fire all of them and try to have, you know, a completely new show on it. Yeah. You're basically firing everybody we liked and going, we're going to put these new people in here. So, but you're, you'll like them, we swear. Yeah. That's, we are watching for those people. That's just corporate, though. Yeah. That's corporate shit, man. And, yeah, as, as we've said, there can be a lot of good versions of shows brought back. Mm hmm Or, you know, things that are callbacks to, you know, the 90s. Oh, yeah. Like the Castlevania anime that premiered recently on Netflix. Yeah. That That is great. They need to bring more... 90s Nintendo games up to the current era. The Mega Man anime. I would be down with that, actually. Especially if they had Zero, I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of a Metroid anime. Come on, yeah. F-Zero anime. Just a racing anime. <laughs> Initial D in space. <laughs> I think Pretty a lot, much. I think a lot of times, too, there's, uh, there's different creators that are out there that want to work on a project, and they openly show how good they could do it. Like, I don't know if you ever saw it, speaking of Metroid, but there was a, uh, the guy that did the Punisher, the Punisher short that came out after the movie. Oh, yeah. I can't think of his name, but he also did, like, the the adult Power Rangers that, like, everyone thought was really cool. It was, like, a 30-minute short. But he also did, he worked with uh, Jessica Chobot from Nerdist to do uh, Samus and Metroid. And it's, like, a whole, just a short video of her, like, in the ship. And then, like, at one point she lands on a planet, like, has to go searching for other stuff. And it was wonderfully done. Like, absolutely amazing. But then, you know, a lot of these companies just don't think of how, like, how much of a profit they could make if they just allowed some of these creators that were out there going, like, this is doable. Like, we can do this if you let us. And yeah. you don't shove your stupid hands in our pockets. I, I think Machinima well, yeah, proved that when they made Forward Unto Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, which happened because Microsoft was trying to make the Halo movie. And it was like, Microsoft wants this amount of money, or this percentage cut of the movie. What was it? Peter Jackson, Neil Blomkamp were involved, so mm -hmm. they wanted a percentage of it. And it was like Fox and whatever other business or companies were going to be producing it and distributing were like, no, no, we want like 70% of the box office, or like 80%. You all yeah. can take the rest. But like, they're sitting here telling you, we have this massively popular game right. that people want to see a movie made from, and we'll go see it. And you're going, no, we want all the money because we don't think it's going to do well or something. 
Yeah. Just yeah. kept dicking around to the point where it was just like, screw it, let's just do our own thing and do a TV show. Yeah. Halo is such a beloved series that even if they got it wrong, like, you know, made Master Chief a giant talking turd and Cortana a cat girl that lived inside his head, people would watch that just because it had the Halo name slapped on it. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't make a billion bucks, but you'd still make a profit. Yeah. But, I mean, again, that's the problem with a lot of these companies is they just don't realize what they have and what they could make out of it. They rely on, like... You know, that's why you lose people like Edgar Wright to the Ant-Man movie. Again, just, you know, something that was coming up with corporate problems, and it was essentially, like... I mean, that was a little bit different, I guess, because that was Edgar Wright trying to make an Edgar Wright movie out of an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. And Marvel and Disney already had a plan that was kind of set how it should be done but still there's so many there's so many different i guess uh points of when companies have done this in the past of just spending too much time sitting in a room going like well we need to have this to have this and the creator is like no we update it this way and it comes out fine and the audience loves it you know i mean like you got the star trek movies yeah which yeah when are they gonna bring back the Star Trek TV series. It's been forever since they've made one of those. They've it's coming back redone the same. universe. They've got like a whole shit ton of new stuff they could do with it. I th- what's it called? Star Trek Discovery? Discovery, but it's a. I think it's a web series. I don't think CBS no. and Paramount is actually putting it on... I thought they were putting the first episode up online and then it's going to hit the airwaves or whatever. I have to look it up. I don't know. But yeah, I just I remember like originally the plan was to just have like a web series for it. Now they um, it was at Comic Con not this year but last year. Mm-hmm. They actually announced that it's going to TV. That Star Trek is going to be back on TV again. It was good. It probably needs it. But yeah, they released a trailer for it and it looked good. But yeah. yeah, like when they did the movies, it was all right. You know, it's they, gotten to the point where you can't really continue on the series unless you start something new with the movies. But it was like all right, well let's just go back to the beginning and change something, create an alternate timeline. They need to go back to the plan they had with Next Generation, which was to make the Ferengi the series villains. (laughs) That that would make some good television right there. That would be cool. Corporate intrigue. (laughs) Seriously. George Lucas did that. Didn't work out well. Commentary on corporate America. (laughs) Just be a lot of, like, contract talk in that movie. (laughs) It's a three-hour movie, two and a half hours of spit in a boardroom discussing a contract in trade negotiations. I, I Welcome just, to the I Phantom Menace. an interesting idea they had, making the Ferengi the villains for Next Generation, but they never went with it because people thought they were too comical. Yeah. Well, you've got a whole new universe now. Go back to making the Ferengi the main villains. We've done the Borg to death. We don't need them anymore. Yeah. Well, the thing of the Ferengi, though, is they're going to be the... They could be the main villain, but there would be the power behind the scenes. You have to have, like, the Federation fighting bad guys, not knowing why they're fighting them, and then finding out that it's the Ferengi paying them. I will say, you know Chris is going to lose his shit knowing that we're talking about Star Trek without him, right? Yeah. I was I was actually amazed that when you started this conversation that the door didn't fly open and Chris just start yelling as. <laughs> door? There'd probably just be, like, a Chris-shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> And suddenly he magically appears in his chair. Truck just flies through the wall. <laughs> Someone say Star Trek? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> By the way, let me tell you about Ensign Chilton. 
No, I, I, I'm excited about Discovery, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, it's, it's going to be neat to have that back on the airwaves. Are they going to have uh, the guy who played Tuvok in, in uh, Voyager in it? Because apparently he's in all of the other Star Trek series. He may not be a major role, but you know he's in like at least one episode of the other series. Hmm. Did not know that. I think we'll have to find out. In Next Generation, he plays part of a pirate crew that comes to take over the Enterprise (laughs) while it's being deradiated or something. Nice. (laughs) What? Why do we have to have the ship stop? Deradiated. It works. (laughs) We, We have to. You know, slide this giant death laser over the Enterprise to make it no non-radiated, I guess. <laughs> it works, because science. <laughs> because made-up science. <laughs> made-up science, and yet they are constantly surprised when something happens, and they're like, I have no idea that could happen. That just seems absolutely... It's like science fiction. <laughs> Teleporter incident? Alternate reality? Time travel? Nah, that, that's something that can never happen. Speaking of which, I can totally understand people's theory that, you know, teleporters are death traps. Seems like a majority of the time, those things cause more problems than they solve. What, ripping your body apart into, like, subatomic particles and then reconstituting it? If you go by the what first, could go wrong? If you go by the original series, all it does is turn you into two people. One good, and yet weak-willed. And the other one evil. Strong-willed. wonder what it would do for me. Now I'm picturing you're going to do, like, Hugh Jackman in The Prestige, which, spoiler alert coming up, it's just going to make copies of yourself, and, you know, the more evil one is just going to keep killing off the less evil one. I'm still pretty sure that the less evil one is still going to be evil. Oh, sure, he's going to be evil, just not as evil as the other one. You want to reach peak evilness. Well, yeah, but the less evil one is just Cannon Fodder. That's his new name. Cannon Fodder? Yeah. All right. You, Cannon Fodder number one, go do this. <laughs> they all wear red shirts, so it's fine. You could call them all Lem, which stands for Less Evil Me. <laughs> less Evil Me number one. You're going to go clean the bathrooms. Oh, but that's Lem number two's job. Lem number, number two one. is dead. <laughs> Number two, die gloriously in battle. Don't make me send you out to die gloriously in battle, too. Go clean the toilets. What happened to Lem number two? Uh, we told him to hold on to a bomb and fired him out of the ship at another ship. Because reasons. Because why not? Yeah, exactly. We could go with the Looney Tunes logic. That planet was obstructing my view of Mercury. <laughs> Good enough reason to get rid of a planet. That, that's the real reason they invented the Death Star in Star Wars. Just because all these other planets, they were blocking the Emperor's view. Real estate, yeah. Location, location, location. Well, Coruscant has the best view because we destroyed all the other planets. He did pay for that really nice chair. <laughs> and, and that window. Yeah. <laughs> you want to have a good view out of that window. So you might as well have a gigantic laser that will blow up a planet that's blocking your view. I just like the idea that he was actually really pissed that Luke was standing there staring out his window. He's like, man, I can't see anything now. It's like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll just try to turn him to the dark side. Like, good, good. No, I'm just thinking of Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> like, oh, the big Lebowski. That nebula really tied that galaxy together. 
he he's trying to feng shui the galaxy. Yeah. Without this planet here, this sector is now 98% good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, people, we are an hour and four minutes into this one, so we're going to go ahead and stop here. But it's been fun. I'm sure we'll have another one. So, yep. Alright. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Like and subscribe, please. By God, like and subscribe this. <laughs> shout out to my kebabs. Yeah, shout out to all of Keith's kebabs. <laughs> Alright, have a week, people.